Hey everybody, my name is Matt Kuman. I'm the group's pastor here at the Foundry. I am so excited to be with you today. Uh, we're going to be wrapping up our Grace series, You Matter to God. And I've just loved what this series has done in my life. Um, so often we need these reminders of what God is speaking into our lives, and Paul is reminding those things to the Galatians, um, especially in this world we're living in. We need to be reminded of the things God says to us and the grace that God has given us, and um, that's just one of the reasons I've loved this series, so I'm so excited to wrap this series up today. Um, But before we go into uh, the scripture, I want to tell you a story back. When I was in high school, I um, decided that my senior year, um, and don't worry for those of you who are like, oh, I hope it's not another rejection story. It's not one of those. Uh, But I was in high school and decided, you know, I'm going to not do sports. I'm going to start getting ready for college. I'm going to start working more um, and all of these things to prep myself for college. So I kind of said no to all the sports. I worked all summer really hard. And then in the fall, um, I wasn't working nearly as much as I thought I would. And I was, uh, my sister's two years younger than me, and I loved going to her sporting events. She played a lot of soccer, some cross country, um, a lot of different sports, and I loved going to her events. So there was a cross-country meet um, during school that I went to and watched her. Um, And I was that brother on the sidelines who probably yelled a little bit too much, who was way too excited about being there, who occasionally needed to get a conversation from the ref about settling down a little bit. But that's a whole other thing. But I just loved it. I loved um, cheering my sister on. Um, And so I'm at this cross-country meet watching um, my sister run and just having a great time. And the boys varsity coach comes up to me and says, Matt, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm watching the cross country meet. What, what are you doing? Trying to figure out what, what he's getting at. Um, and he's like, well, why aren't you running? I'm like, well, I was planning on working this summer, kind of gave him the spiel about getting ready for college and all this type of stuff. He's like, well, are you doing anything tomorrow? I'm like, Well, no, not really. He's like, I'll see you at practice. We start at 3.30. Like, oh, and then he walked away. I was like, did I just get signed up for cross country? And I ended up going to practice that next day and figured out that actually I loved cross country. I enjoyed running as a team with a group of guys. Um, I realized it was something I was actually pretty good at. You don't need any coordination to run in a straight line. Um, So I found out I was pretty good at it. And I think one of the reasons I loved it so much and I felt it felt so life-giving is that for once it felt like I was needed there. Um, the coach sought me out and I felt needed and I think that completely changed my experience with cross-country. Um, and those kinds of words, the, the phrase about you are needed is how Paul ends this book to the Galatians. He has explained through them, through most of the book, how there are some dangers that they need to be aware of, Um, some false teachers that are saying that they need to go to the old law, the things that that are not necessarily true anymore because of who Jesus came to be. Um, And Paul is now ending this book with this reminder that you 
are needed. Um, Paul explains it throughout, we're, we're in the sixth chapter of Galatians, and he explains throughout this chapter that living in a community is so much better, and it takes everyone um, contributing in that community, um, and what he uses is, he actually uses a phrase that many of you have probably heard before. So Paul uses this phrase, you reap what you sow. Um, and I think that is such an interesting phrase. We can look into the world of farming when we think of that phrase and knowing sowing is like planting, right? If you plant 10 seeds of corn, you most likely will get 10 uh, ears of corn, 10 stalks of corn that come up from that. And in the same manner, if you plant or if you sow 100 seeds, you will most likely get around 100 stalks of corn. Um, in the same way, this, this image and this idea of you reap what you sow can apply to sinful behavior. It can apply to good behavior. Um, I remember talking through this message with Eric and him talking about a story when a pastor came up to him and said, Eric, you cannot uh, reap, reap what you sow when you're thinking of spreading your wild oats and then praying for crop failure, right? You can't do those types of things. Often you reap what you sow. And this is the language that Paul is using in the Galatians um, in chapter 6. He's explaining to them that you can either, either live by the law, that Old Testament law that many, many were saying that they needed to live under, or they can live under the grace that God provides, the grace that you matter to him. Um, and this is where we pick up our scripture today. Um, I hope you were able to dive into the devotions this week because it'll walk you through the whole chapter. But today we're just going to look at verses 9 and 10. And they say these words. Um, Let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. So you can almost take those two verses and separate them and see that Paul is speaking to do two different groups of people. One, he's speaking and encouraging of those who are loving people and those who are serving people to continue to do those things. Even if you're worn out, even if you're tired, continue to do those things because it's worthwhile. Don't give up. Continue to serve those things. And he's also speaking to a different group of people. He's also encouraging a different group to say, um, if, if you're not fully participating in what the church has to offer and what the church is doing, maybe now is the time to step into that. Now is the time to fully participate. He's reminding them, don't miss the opportunity that is sitting in front of you. Don't let that pass you by because there are some really good things that can come from that. Um, I think specifically of Paul, of anyone in the Bible, he probably knows and understands this most. Um, because he was one who lived by the law so strictly. Um, and when he when he experienced the grace of God for the first time, he was able to completely flip because he knew what grace offered. And he knew that that life was way better than he could have ever imagined. So when he's explaining these things to the Galatians, he's saying, don't miss this opportunity that's in front of you. You have, you have no idea what this life has to offer if you're living under the old law. 
Um, I think, too, uh, back when I was a youth pastor, uh, one of my fa- the favorite parts of my job was in the summers. Uh, we would lead two different trips as a church. Uh, one mission trip that was a local mission trip, and then me and Jalen would lead uh, what we call a discipleship trip, where we would go to different states and we'd do a lot of hiking. We would uh, see God's creation in a new way and we'd take students on a, a trip where they could read a lot of scripture and figure out who God was in their life and how to connect with God in a new way. Um, and one of these trips that we went on was to West Virginia. And me and Jalen, every year before we went on the trip with the students, would go with just me and her, and we would do all the things that we could do in West Virginia. We'd do tons of hikes. We'd hike 10 to 15 miles a day to figure out what hikes were going to be worth it to go on. Um, And I remember going on one hike um, that was that had views that I will never forget. Here's a picture of one of those. A minute, we climbed up this mountain for about two, two and a half hours, and it was just like straight up. It, was, it took a ton of time and energy. But when we got to the top, uh, we just couldn't believe the view. Um, here's, uh, we kind of had to walk along the cliff to get up towards the top. You can see how tall that cliff is. It's like 200 foot drop straight down. Um, And as a young boy, um, I encourage my wife to take pictures of this because you have to come home to uh, get your mom a little bit worried, right? So if you can see, uh, zooming in slowly, there's another picture a little bit closer. And then if you zoom in one more, um, my feet are dangling off the edge of this 200-foot cliff. Um, We just had to take these pictures to rile my mom up a little bit. I thought this was hilarious. But we, we had so much fun on these trips. And after we got back from these trips, the big thing that we needed to do is have conversations with the students and encourage them by saying, this is a trip you are not going to want to miss out on. This is a trip where um, you should not let this opportunity pass you by. You should not let this go without being a part of this because there are going to be things that you will, you'll never experience in a different way. You're going to want to be here. Um, and then When we'd go on that trip the following summer with all of these students, uh, during hikes like that where we're halfway up it um, and kids are just getting tired and they're worn out because they're walking up mountains um, and in the middle of those mountains it seems like there's really no views. You're in the middle of the mountain, you're in the trees and there's nothing to see yet and you have to encourage them to to put one step in front of the other. I know you guys are tired, I know you're worn out, but you have no idea what the top of this looks like. It is going to be so worth it in the end. Um, And this is kind of the same language that Paul is using to the Galatians. Don't miss out. Don't miss out on this opportunity. And on the other side of it, don't give up. If you are in this, if you are dedicated to what's happening, don't give up. Don't, Don't lose hope in what's happening. Um, so how, do, how does that apply to you and me? What do we, what do we take from this? Um, one of those things is I, I feel like for those who are weary, for those who are weary, take heart. God sees your work and he is going to use you, right? So we often try so hard and sometimes we don't see, see the fruit of our labors right away. Thinking back to planting corn, sometimes you can look at that and think, is it ever going to produce anything? Is there ever going to be anything there? Um, but on the opposite end of it, um, there's actually a quote that 
Eric shared with us um, this Chuck Swindell quote talking about football, um, especially in big college football games when you go into the stadium. I know we haven't really been able to do that much this year, but think of a stadium that's just packed with tens of thousands of people. And Chuck Swindell uses this quote where he says, in those football games, there are 70,000 people who need exercise watching 22 people who are in desperate need of rest. 70,000 people who are in need of exercise watching 22 people in desperate need of rest. See, how true are those words of the church? Right, when we think of everything that goes on here, like how true are those words? Um, I think specifically to, um, I'm going to use Sunday morning as an example here. On a Sunday morning, there's, there's in between six, seven, eight hundred people that walk in the door on a Sunday morning here. And I was talking to Lisa, our, our kids coordinator, and Heidi, our volunteer coordinator, and they say it takes 24 people on a Sunday morning to run our shakeout program. So our kids program where they um, can experience God in a kid way up in those awesome rooms. It takes 24 people and they are not able to get 24 people and they're actually having to close some of those rooms down and combine some classes because there's not enough people to serve. Right? Think about that illustration. We we have 800 people walking in the door and yet we don't have 24 people to step up and serve in kids. And I, I want to be careful as I say that because I know there's people watching at home. I know there's people watching in different environments. And I don't want you to hear shame out of these words. Um, because there is so much going on in this world right now. There, there, you you want to be safe with your family. And I completely understand that and what that looks like. But that challenge does not go away. But maybe that challenge for you is something different. Maybe it's not serving in kids, but maybe it's getting involved in a group. It's getting involved in a group. We've, we've got groups that are currently having meetings over Zoom because they don't feel comfortable meeting in a bigger space. If, I think that challenge is always there for us as a church. We shouldn't be isolating ourselves alone with our families. We still need to be surrounded by a community of believers, whether that's as simple as having conversations about what Jesus is doing in our life over Zoom, uh, whether that's uh, if we feel comfortable meeting together as a group uh, but even taking that next stiff step, if you are comfortable coming here, um, serving in some atmosphere, being able to get involved, uh, because there are people, you'll, you probably recognize people when you walk in here, where you see the same face day in and day out, right? They're the ones who may be starting to get weary because no one else is picking up those things. Think about that Chuck Swindell. 70,000 people who are in desperate need of exercise and 22 people who are in desperate need of rest. Like, is that true of our church? See, if you are one of those people who may feel a little stagnant, and maybe you're feeling a bit of that challenge and a bit uncomfortable right now, um, maybe you're thinking that you're, you're just on the sidelines right now. You're waiting for an opportunity to come up. Um, I, want, I want to challenge you and express that you are not made to be just on the sidelines. Right, we're not a church 
that is here for people to just be, the, be consumers and come in or turn on this, this channel and watch this and turn it off and live normal life. Right? This is the challenge of this church to not live just on the sidelines. We are not called to be bystanders. We're called um, to act and the church needs you more than ever now. So what do you do when you leave today? Or when you turn this off today, what, what happens next? Um, I think one of the big things that we need to do as people is figure out what group are we in, right? If we look at, if we're in the group where, okay, we're getting a little bit tired, we're weary, uh, we may not be seeing the fruit of the things that we're doing, I want you to ask yourself a few questions. If you are weary, ask yourself these questions. Am I equipped for what I'm doing? Um, I think that's a very real question to ask ourselves. Am I equipped for what I'm doing? Um, last week, we talked about the fruits of the spirits. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Those fruits, um, in the last teaching, Eric spoke, that are naturally going to come out of us if we're living lives with Jesus, if, we're li- if we allow the Spirit to live inside of our life and we're acting on what the Spirit is doing in our lives, we're naturally going to be equipped with those things. So ask yourself, am I equipped with those things? The second one is this, am I doing the work um, because I feel called? Um, and that's a very good question too, because maybe you're in something that you're not even called to do, but you're doing it so that you're pleasing other people because someone said you need to do this. If you're not called to do something, maybe step out of that. But there's other things that you are called to do. Ask yourselves, am I called in this situation? What are my gifts? How can I serve the church in different ways, things that I'm equipped to do? Um, And if the answer to both of those things is yes in some different way, then listen to Paul's words. Like, Take heart. Um, Let us not become weary in doing good. He uses the word in the proper time. Um, We think often that we're going to produce something right away, right? When we start watering something or fertilizing something, life is going to naturally pop out of it. Uh, But a few years ago, um, Eric used this illustration of a bamboo plant. And when they're really small um, and you start to water it, nothing happens. For like years. Uh, the, he said that four years of watering and fertilizing and that plant doesn't grow. But on that fifth year, that, that plant grows 80 foot tall. Like if you're in your house watching this, that's eight times your ceiling. If, if you're in church watching this, that's like four times the ceiling. It goes from not growing much at all to just shooting up and multiplying in a huge way. Like we, we so often want to see a harvest. We so often want to see production happen right away. But Paul explains to the Galatians, in the proper time. See, God is going to work through our gifts, through the ways we are sowing seeds, through the ways that we're watering different situations, but in his own time, in the proper time. And For those of you who are feeling moved in this message, that you're feeling a bit stagnant, you feel like you're on the sidelines, Uh, maybe you even feel like the guy in the video sitting on the couch thinking, "I, I I just don't know where to go. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to fit in. Um... 
Maybe you're all talk and no action, right? Some of us are in that boat. Hear me loud and clear when I say this. It's time to be moved, right? The church needs you to respond now more than ever. It's time to live in courageous obedience. It's time to look around you, um, at your family, at, at, at the church. Where can you get involved with where you're comfortable at now? Um, and I'm actually going to ask you to maybe get a little bit uncomfortable. What's it, what's it mean to take the next step in courageous obedience to help the church do something? Right? You are needed. The church needs you to respond. So what are the needs around you? God has specifically equipped you with some things. How can you, how can you serve in those different ways? Um, and I think part of that is being brave enough then to not only figure out what that looks like, but brave enough to follow God's call and pursue those things. Are you supposed to help out in the church? Or is it time to just start investing in the community and being in a group or becoming a group with some people to talk about content? Um, I think back to my story of cross country when I was standing on the sidelines watching my sister run. I'm going to be honest with you. As I was standing there, I... I, was, I, I loved the look of what was happening. I wanted to be a part of it. I was actually pretty bummed out that I had missed my opportunity to join the team in the summer because they, they trained all summer long. And I felt standing on the sideline that I, I couldn't just join in with them. I actually was thinking to myself like, oh, I, I can't go and talk to the coach about even if I wanted to join it, it. It's way too late to do that. But it took the coach coming up to me and saying, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I didn't really have a good answer for him. So he challenged me. He said, I'll see you tomorrow at practice. See, and that is the only way I was going to start cross country. I, I would not have put myself out there enough to um, express that I wanted to be in it. So if you need to hear those words today, if you need to hear someone tell you, you are needed, if you need to hear the words, what are you doing? I'll see you next Sunday. See, I'll see you in groups. I'll see you involved in shakeout. I'll see you helping in nursery. I'll see you helping in hospitality or greeting people at the door. You see, the church needs us more than ever. See, we've got hundreds of people who need to get involved in what we're doing. It does, we need to be doing this more than just the 24. Think about those words and hear those things today. What are you doing? You are needed and get involved in what the mission and vision of Jesus Christ has in our lives uh, because this world needs to hear the, the words that Paul spoke to the Galatians over and over and again, the idea of grace and that you matter to God and we as a church need to be speaking that so loudly right now for the world to hear those things. So what are you doing? I will see you next Sunday. I will see you next Monday. I'll see you next Saturday. Whenever you're watching this, I will see you. Uh, let's get involved together. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, um, I thank you for your word, and I thank you for the way you spoke through Paul and how Paul spoke to the Galatians to remind them that they are needed, to not give up, even though they may be tired and though they may not be seeing multiplication happen. Um, I ask that you remind those of us who are tired to not, not give up, 
And I ask that you remind those of us who may be stagnant, those of us who are on the sidelines, to step up and, and start serving in a new way, to get involved in a new way. Um, I, I know these things, even personally, that, that's hard to take that next step, but I ask that your Holy Spirit is in us as we do those things. Um, help us take those next steps to show that, um, that you, we matter, we are wanted, that we are needed, um, and to show the world that, uh, the grace that you have given us. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, as we wrap up today, um, I want to express again, like I did in the beginning of this teaching, how much I've loved the reminder of the words that Paul spoke to the Galatians to remind them that they are loved, that they are needed, that they are equipped. All of these different things that they, they can do what the church is supposed to do. They are equipped to do these things. And church, the people outside of your homes, the people outside of this building need to hear those things more than ever. And you can do it. You're needed to do those things. But the question is, are you going to do it? You are needed. The opportunity is there. Paul spoke, do not miss the opportunity that's in front of you. And you may not see a harvest right away, and that's okay. It will come at the proper time when God works through it. But you're needed, and there's opportunity out there, so don't miss that. With those words, go with this final blessing. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may the Lord turn up his face towards you and give you his peace. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, go in peace. Have a great week, church.